Tonight's teaching is a reflection on beginning Lent and how I would like to guide our community on how to enter and live this Lent as mothers and missionaries of the cross and aspirants of love crucified. A few days ago, Father Ron came into my office and said this to me, Lourdes, what is pure love? And I gave him an answer, but I'm not going to tell you what I said. <laughs> but even the process in my own heart of answering that question was really, really good. So I ask you all the same question to ponder and write something in your own journals. What to you is pure love? Because really what our life is all about and what Lent should be about is further death to ourself, to our egos, so that we can grow in Christ in pure love. I remembered one of the testimonies in our simple path about a woman, a beautiful testimony of a mother of the cross, actually, in our community. And she speaks about that every Lent, her father, who was an alcoholic, would give up alcohol. And then on Easter Sunday was the great celebration when the alcohol would return and was part of the Easter celebration. And they gave up alcohol for all those days of Lent, 40 days. Yet by the end of Lent and the celebration of Easter, there wasn't a transformation of love in her father. And so we can give up many things, all kinds of foods, sweets, yet are those things in and of themselves bringing forth a profound transformation where we can celebrate Easter knowing that we have grown in love. So I went into deep prayer and I asked the Lord, what is your will for me? How do you want me to live my Lent? As soon as I asked that question, the first thing that came to my mind were a few words the Lord gave me many years ago, and they were, mortify yourself in silence. The Lord was showing me that more than any kind of denial of food, he wants me 
to mortify myself in silence. Through the years and many years now, entering greater silence, true silence, is much, much harder than any mortification of food. And so that was one thing. The second thing that immediately came to my mind as I prayed for Lent were the words of our Blessed Mother in my heart when we were on pilgrimage in the Holy Land. And I will share those words in a second with you. But the words of Our Lady specifically asked us to pray the Stations of the Cross. And at that moment, as I prayed about Lent, I knew the Holy Spirit was calling me and I feel our entire community to enter in a new way the Stations of the Cross. I felt I am not called to pray the Stations of the Cross like I've done in the past, especially on Friday, where I try to get to all those stations. So I end up going through them really fast to get to the end. Nope. The Lord wanted me to go to the scriptures. And every day, take one station and begin to enter that part of Jesus' passion profoundly with him. The last thing that came to my heart was the love crucified examination of conscience, which I haven't looked at in a while. And that examination of conscience is specifically to take us deep, to bring us to a greater perfection of love. So what I would like to share with you tonight was my first experience on Wednesday entering this process of Lent. So I'm first going to share with you the words our Blessed Mother gave me when we were in the Holy Land, in the Holy Sepulchre. She came as the mother of sorrows and in deep mourning. And she said this, It is a time of mourning, mourning for Jerusalem and the entire world. My son has not been contemplated hanging on the wood of the cross. His gaze of love has been ignored. His cry for Jerusalem has been ignored. The blood of the martyrs unites to the blood of the Lamb of God and cries out to Abba, Father, justice. Soon and very soon, every eye will be forced to contemplate contemplate the Lamb of God crucified for love of mankind, and they will have to choose to believe or turn away. 
I desire for the mothers and missionaries of the cross to unite to my mourning through prayers and sacrifice. For many souls will be lost to the fires of Gehenna. Remain with me and pray the stations of the cross so that many hearts will be open, will see and be converted. After this great grace from God will come the final tribulation. God's little mustard seed has been born upon the earth to prepare souls for these decisive times. Pray also for my shepherds, for their hearts too have become dry and brittle, unable to see the God who gave them life hanging from the tree of life. Pray, my little ones, pray, for the justice of God is upon the world. I bless you with my tears of love. This Lent, these words of Our Lady are so significant for us because she's telling us to pray, to remain with her. Our Lady lived the stations of the cross as one with her son. And that is what she's calling us to do. So that she tells us we are living the stations of the cross with Jesus so that many hearts will be open, will see and be converted. So the first station of the cross is Jesus is condemned to death. I went to Matthew chapter 26, verse 57 through 68. This is Jesus before the high priest. He's condemned to death before he even gets to Pilate. I want to share with you my meditation. In the scriptures, let's enter together. It says, those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, in whose house the scribes and the elders had gathered. But Peter was following him at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards in order to see how this would end. Now the chief priest and the whole council were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. But they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last, two came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. The high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But Jesus was silent. I'm going to stop there a minute. Because this immediately led me to two important things. Je Peter followed Jesus at a distance. We have a section in our path specifically 
on G Peter following Jesus at a distance, pages 130 to 135. Meditate them, my community. There are powerful words I was reminded from St. Catherine of Siena in those pages. I had to ponder. What is still the distance that remains between Jesus and I? Peter loved Jesus greatly already at that point. But his love was not perfected yet. His fears were still greater than his love. And he was still centered in self-love. Fear is what keeps Peter from perfect love. Fear keeps him from courageous love. Fear keeps him from laying down his life as one with Christ. I had to ponder, what are the fears that continue to paralyze me? In page 133 of the path, there are these words from God the Father to St. Catherine of Siena, speaking about Peter. He says, if they serve me with a view of their own profit or the delight and pleasure which they find in me, their love is imperfect. Do you know what proves the imperfection of this love? When I withdraw the consolations. This I do so that coming to perfect self-knowledge, they may know that of themselves they are nothing. Each of us, to grow in pure love, Daily, we must live daily in the knowledge of our nothingness, in the knowledge of our fears, in the knowledge of our disordered desires, in the knowledge that our love is so imperfect, in the knowledge of our misery. This is such an important step to pure love because until we grow in the first level of humility, which is knowing we are nothing and miserable, we cannot love. I continued meditating through the day. I thought about Jesus. What was he feeling as his one of his best friends, his brother, was following him at a distance. He was betrayed by his best friend. What was the Lord feeling? The Lord was suffering Peter's impure love. He was suffering for him to obtain for him the grace of a deeper conversion that he was going to receive. 
Jesus suffered for Peter purely without any resentment towards Peter. When Peter finally denies our Lord three times, he sees the gaze of Jesus. And that gaze was pure love, tenderness and mercy. I started to go back to high school. One by one, I started to remember till this day all the friends in my life that have betrayed me, that have betrayed my trust. One by one, I thought of them. I prayed with all my heart in Jesus being condemned to death, in Jesus' suffering of Peter, begging him to heal me of all resentment that I still have towards some of those friends. In order to enter and live this station of the cross with Jesus, I began to place every friend that betrayed my trust in the heart of Jesus. And by name, I prayed for each one, asking Jesus to love them, to heal them for their deeper conversion. It was a powerful experience, my family. This is growth in pure love. This is living the stations of the cross. In the Holy Land, at the rock, at Gethsemane, in front of the altar, in the church there, Jesus said these words concerning our community. He said, love crucified has been called to remain with me as I continue to shed tears for Jerusalem, to remain with me in my continuous agony for souls, to participate with me in the salvation of the world, as you choose daily to receive the brokenness of the souls I have placed in your lives and to suffer with me for them. This brings me to three words from those scriptures. Verse 63, Jesus was silent. As they brought all those false witnesses, he did not defend himself. He did not justify himself. He was silent. I spent most of all these days entering into the silence of Jesus. That silence was not a nothingness. That silence was profound living of Jesus Christ. That silence was the work of redemption. He was receiving in that silence the hardness of every one of those souls 
He was receiving the darkness, the oppressions in each one of those souls. He was feeling the profound pain, agony of those souls in danger of hell. And he was suffering and interceding before the throne of the Father for each of them. His silence was the opposite of Peter. It was not rooted in fear, but in power. The power of knowing who he is, his mission on earth, and where he is going to the cross. Jesus did not defend himself nor justify himself. He was not attached to what others think of him. So he was fully centered on fulfilling in perfect obedience the will of the Father. In his silence, he was redeeming souls. He was suffering their hardness and was interceding for them. The work of redemption was mostly done in the silence of Jesus' heart. It is a silence of intense interior work. That silence reveals what is happening in Jesus' heart and therefore reveals his gaze. He gazed at each and every soul that was hurting him with tenderness and mercy. That is pure love. I realize that I cannot mortify myself in silence without entering Jesus' silence. I remembered the word the Lord gave us once. He said, this is who you have become, but it is not who you are. I see you as who you are, and I suffer who you have become. Each of us have become someone we are not. We wear masks through our woundedness, through our brokenness, through original sin. We have become broken men and women. And the whole transformation into pure love is coming through the power of the Holy Spirit to know who we have become that we are not and to begin to live authentically in Christ who we are. I had to ask myself, who am I? What is my mission and where am I going? I ask you all to meditate. Through the years, Christ has been leading us more and more to live authentically who we are. During this time where we're hearing in the news constantly about what's going on with this coronavirus, we see many people in fear. Fear leads to anxiety, which leads to confusion, which leads to despair. We, God's victim souls, 
must remain focused, living like Mary, looking at Jesus. Mary was in the midst of great turmoil and darkness during the passion of Christ. But her gaze, she lived the passion with Jesus, gazing at him, with him. And she maintained herself in perfect peace, suffering with our Lord. We are called to do the same. We have to take our gaze away from the TV, away from the constant news, and enter the scriptures to live Jesus' agony with him, suffering with him specifically for the darkness and the times we are living in now. This is who we are, my family. This is why we are mothers and missionaries of the cross for these decisive times. We must live every moment centered in our mission to help provide graces for many souls who during these times are entering despair and anxiety. We, the mothers and missionaries of the cross, have to be centered in who we are, our mission, and that we too are going to the cross to be crucified with Christ so that we can be raised with him. Pure love. I invite you to enter this Lent living the Stations of the Cross through the scriptures. Ponder and pray the examination of conscience that we have in our website under prayers. Mortify yourselves in silence. Live the Stations of the Cross with Mary to obtain graces for many souls. This is who we are. Amen.